0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Danger Room, the X-Men Comics Commentary Podcast. My name's Adam. My name is Jeremy. We're here to discuss X-Men number 54, the March 1969 issue titled, Wanted, Dead or Alive, Cyclops.
1: What? There's a giant green man in a really dumb outfit shooting at Cyclops.
0: It's a very strange cover because Beast and Marvel Girl are teeny tiny.
1: Where's Marvel? Oh, there's Marvel Girl. I didn't even see her. He's like hiding behind. That's that's how small she is. (laughs) (laughs) This dude that they're fighting is ginormous. Angels flying in from above. And uh, yeah, it all kind of uh, collides into a big, big blast of fire or something.
0: Yeah, I, I guess, it may, is Cyclops blasting? It's hard to tell.
1: It is kind of hard to say. It's it's almost as if they're both this, whoever this guy in green is, who seems to have a flower on his chest, and Cyclops' uh, blasts are meeting in the middle, creating this mini explosion. I concur. Ace Man is in the lower left-hand corner, and he is making an ice shield.
0: I and mean, In the lower right-hand corner, it reads, Cyclops must die.
1: Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you who drew this cover, because that person's name is not actually on this cover. So that's it's interesting. It's not the
0: signature underneath the X-Men that says TM.
1: Oh. It was, it was,
0: it's an early Todd McFarlane.
1: Aha. Uh-huh. This is before he got all fancy with his scrolls and stuff. hmm This is Todd McFarlane's seven-year-old work. Yes. <laughs> How old do you think he would have been in 1963? I, I actually have no idea.
0: It looks like a seven-year-old's work. <laughs> a sophisticated seven-year-old, nonetheless, but still.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not the greatest cover in the world. So we open up the book, and uh, we're back to Arnold Drake writing for us and Don Heck drawing for us. So Vince Coletta is doing hieroglyphics preparator. Uh, is that an inker?
0: Perpetrator. Perpetrator. Um oh. I guess that's the anchor.
1: And Gene Izzo, who I have many complaints about in this issue, by the way. Oh yeah. Lettering. Lettering, yeah. Big problem in this issue. Made it made it even harder than the story to read. Mm, okay. So they're in the presumably the Egyptian wing of a museum. And a police officer has his gun drawn on Cyclops and he is saying, you're coming with me. I never thought I'd have to arrest an X-Man for murder. Actually, that's
0: what Cyclops Cyclops responds. Murder.
1: (laughs) He's rubbing his head. He's on the ground. He's hoisting himself up. So clearly we're starting in the middle of a tale.
0: Do you have a strange green glow on both the the officer and Cyclops?
1: I do. I do.
0: Where's that coming from?
1: I think maybe later on in the book we'll find out. Okay. I think it's coming from what the police officer is trying to arrest Cyclops for. Although he's pointing off screen the opposite direction than that green light source. So maybe not.
0: Well the light source is clearly somewhere between the officer and Cyclops, because Cyclops' right. right side is being glowed. Yeah. And and the officer's left side and is it, glowing.
1: Yeah. I don't know where the green light is coming. Then I guess potentially it could be coming from like in front of them, like front left of this panel. But definitely not where the police I, officer is pointing. I guess I don't know where that light source is coming from. There could be multiple light sources, I suppose. I suppose. Lots of alien green lights. Maybe this guy's under some sort of hypnosis. Maybe it's uh, the uh, Mesmero. He's like, ooh, go arrest that X-Man. Do my job for me. Woo!
0: Maybe they're just in the green light area of the museum. Could be.
1: So we turn the page, and uh, Cyclops apparently has lots of time prior to being arrested to think to himself, in three panels nonetheless, now In
0: three consecutively larger panels, we start out with little Cyclops, and we get slightly bigger Cyclops, and then we get big Cyclops.
1: How in the name of sanity did I get into a jam like this? Oh, yes, it's coming back to me now. It started on a lovely spring day. Really? <laughs> He's got all this time to be like uh, all articulate about his memories here? I remember the crisp morning dew that uh, layered the grounds as we entered the university. Well, it turns out that they're on the campus of Old Landon College. uh, Is this
0: where Jean Grey is finally graduating?
1: Uh, Interesting that you ask, Adam. No, this is not. I believe that she went to City College, which is also where the Human Torch went.
0: Oh, Whatever happened to that?
1: Yeah, since we seem to have dropped that storyline, I am going to guess that she dropped out, <laughs> <laughs> or was kicked out. Failure. Yeah, she just, she just failed out. Um, or she was propositioned by her teacher, turned him down, and he kicked her out. I have no idea, but they don't seem to be picking that storyline up anytime soon here. No nope. she
0: ratted him out and got all A's.
1: That could be. Yeah, and then she and he was arrested. They gra- yes. She graduated early. No, we happen to be on the Old Landon College to celebrate a well kept secret. Cyclops' well kept secret. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's he's got a brother. But what? Are you just gonna spoil it like that? You're not gonna even build up to it, Adam?
0: It's in the next panel.
1: Well, yeah, but uh
0: all right, You, however you were going to build up to it, go now.
1: Well, I, I have nothing. <laughs> I was going to add some more words to it, but yes, in a nutshell, Cyclops has a brother, and apparently his name is Alex. Marvel Girl thinks to herself, imagine Scott having a kid brother and never once letting on about it.
0: Now, if I was Marvel Girl, I wouldn't trust Scott anymore. No
1: kidding. Wouldn't you be mad like... Here you are, your fighting team, you're all supposedly friends, partners, compatriots, you've probably shared, you've seen each other at their best and your worst. I bet you you've laughed together, you've cried together, uh, you've been in pain together, all sorts of things. And and then one day you're Cyclops and you're like, hey everybody, you want to go to Landon College with me and celebrate my well-kept secret? And they're like, what is it, Cyclops? You taking night classes? And he's like, no, I have a brother and his name is Alex and he's graduating today. What? Wouldn't you just be like, get out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be pretty upset. Of course, some of these other people have siblings. Doesn't Marvel Girl have a sister or something?
1: We don't know that yet. But
0: Yeah, I know, but she hasn't revealed it to anybody. True. Maybe it's just a thing in the 60s. People didn't tell anybody about their siblings. <laughs> Could be. Until it was like... Super important.
1: Yeah, but don't you think like they're all hanging around the mess hall of the mansion, eating some granola or something, and they're just chit chatting? And at some point, they get onto the topic of families, and they're like, "Yeah, I rescued you from your from your town, Iceman, and and I rescued you from your conquistador beast, and whatever angel story is. What about you, Cyclops? You got you got any brothers? You got any family?" And then he could go and be like, yeah, I got this brother. He's at college. And my dad? (laughs) Never mind. I won't go into that. That would be too much of a spoiler (laughs) at this point. (laughs) And And, my other brother? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Launching way far ahead into the future. My third (laughs) brother. No, no, No sisters, though, in the Summers clan, at least on this version of Earth that I know of.
0: So Cyclops is very proud of his brother, uh, not for the fact that he is a, made his name as a campus athlete, but because he graduates third highest class, third highest in his class. And it's sort of implied here that all mutants have athletic prowess.
1: Yeah. If my brother graduated third in class, I'd call him a failure because he wasn't number <laughs> <Really>? one. <laughs> no. Well, you were number three, and that's nice, but there's two people that were better than you.
0: You still get a medal.
1: I suppose. You get a bronze, I suppose. I don't know. Do you get a medal when you graduate? And the bronze for graduation goes to Alex Summers. His athletic prowess, uh, he has athletic prowess because he was born much like Cyclops as a mutant. Only he's not quite aware of it yet. Oh, I think
0: Cyclops is going to reveal the secret.
1: Yeah. Alex? Now that you're a man I want you to t- i want you to- i want to tell you something you're a mutant
0: welcome to being
1: feared and hated apparently, your superpower is to be a really good athlete. if the implication is that all mutants are really good athletes, how do they explain the blob
0: he's just i mean he's a really good athlete he's just really heavy
1: oh so underneath all that fat there's a there's a little muscular man trying to get out yeah <laughs> well, you don't have
0: to be have to be muscular to be athletic
1: good point point so they're all very um cordial to one another pleased to meet you oh you endanger a warm rapport says beast uh who's clearly hitting on alex (laughs) (laughs) we move very quickly from the graduation ceremony to i guess outside of alex's apartment maybe
0: uh cyclops says go go change out of your gown and tassels and and we'll go buy you a brew at Jack Shack.
1: What, what? Hang on a second. Now, are we led to believe that the X Men are old enough to drink beer?
0: That's what it seems like, because uh, Scott says you're old enough now to Alex, which means that Cyclops, therefore, is old enough.
1: So, wow, I, this just seems odd. I mean, the X Men. I mean, Wolverine. I understand who sits around drinking beer all the time, but. Who? I don't know. Some Somebody somebody told me about once. But these guys, I, I just can't picture Beast. and I mean, they go down to the coffee Café at Gogo and hang out with Bernard. They don't drink beer. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Bobby's not old enough to drink.
1: Seems out of character. This is the age of Arnold Drake. Arnold Drake is a beer drinker from back in the day. hmm So this is where things kind of go uh, akimbo for me. Um... He he uh, walks through his a uh, uh, dorm room maybe or his apartment or wherever he is, and he says that he has the strangest premonition as he walks through the door, like some kind of warning. So, does he have Spidey sense? He does. Oh, okay. he has Summer's sense. Summer's sense. Those are his mutant <laughs> powers. This is where the lettering goes all kind of forty five degree angle ish, and I don't like it at all. Really? <laughs> I, I I understand like the panels are kind of broken up at an odd angle and I I like that. I think that's kind of neat that the I mean it's kind of showing like some disorientation here, but I hate that the balloons are at any sort of angle. Why? What difference does it make? Cuz I got to turn the page to read it.
0: Oh, come on. You can't um, read it at an angle?
1: It's more difficult than reading left to right. I'm oh, reading, boy. I'm reading like, <clears throat> I'm reading southwest to, or northwest to southeast. It it just makes no sense. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hail to thee, Alex. Uh, see, I can't even read it. Hail to thee, Alexander Summers. We bring you greetings from the Pharaoh. What's this? There's two guys dressed up as Egyptians. Neither one of them is apparently the pharaoh, even though they've got the the right headdress for it. Yeah,
0: I feel like they're they're more slave garb or something like that.
1: Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're definitely lackeys of some sort.
0: Beresh and Malek are their <laughs> names. They totally get the jump on Alex Summers mm-hmm. and use their ring of silence, mm-hmm. which is a ring on Malek's or no Beresh's hand mm-hmm. that sprays a knockout gas.
1: So the next panel, uh, now now the words are going in every different direction. I mean, there's there's literally three different degrees of text here. Alex, what's talking taking you so long? That's at like a 20-degree angle. Good grief, that's at like <laughs> an 18-degree angle. And then it would appear that there's been a severe altercation on the premise. That's at like a 40-degree angle. I just I'm turning the page like all sorts of... I'm like on a boat trying to read this thing because these this tech these oh, these balloons are just all all wrong, I hate it I never
0: realized you had such difficulty reading.
1: <laughs> Read any modern comic book and you will never see any of the text at some kind of crazy angle unless it's adding an effect to the page. This is not adding an effect to the page other than it's just annoying me. It's adding the effect of disorientation for, for yeah yeah, there's no reason this page needs to be disorienting unless that's the Ring of Silence's power, I suppose. Angel wonders what gene is... Oh, oh! by the way, the X-Men just kind of barge into the room because uh, they were waiting for Alex. Well, I think he the... left the door open. Something like that, I don't know.
0: Or maybe somebody did.
1: This, this book uh, leaves a lot out and makes you uh, look between the panels quite a bit.
0: It's the real thinker. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure. So they walk in, and as uh, Jean is doing something, Angel wonders what it is, and Cyclops explains that she is trying to pick up mind patterns of the last people in this room. Psychic impressions, one might say. Pretty cool. Eh, I I guess I I don't know if I buy that I don't know if I
0: qualify that as one of her powers, but, you know... It's a neat idea.
1: It yeah. It seems like a power onto itself, but not in addition to um, tele, tele telepathy. You know,
0: she can do anything.
1: Yeah, clearly she can. Um, and anyways, we change our focus now to a random base, I guess.
0: Well, I think they're under they're underground. Let's put it that way.
1: Shh, I'll buy that. Um, they've got
0: uh, uh, no. They're in the museum. Where the it. where the the first scene took place.
1: Well, we can infer that, but it doesn't really say that. What if they're in ancient Egypt, Adam?
0: Then the next page would make no sense whatsoever. <laughs>
1: well, nothing in this comic book makes any sense.
0: It already makes as little sense as possible, but still.
1: Um. So yeah, I guess this is the pharaoh here. Um, he's calling the red people, the guys in the red suits, his servants. Uh, And lying in front of him, which is Alex Summers, who is now in like some Egyptian skort or something, (laughs) uh, is apparently the only living man who can challenge his power, even though the young fool does not yet realize it.
0: See, I kind of want the backstory of the pharaoh, because how is he only aware of one mutant?
1: (laughs) And we'll get to that. Uh, I mean, we'll get to the the fact that he is only aware of one mutant.
0: According to the pharaoh, mm-hmm. um the the all the pharaohs of ancient Egypt were men of special natural power slash mutants. And therefore he has decided that uh Alex Summers is a mutant and he felt his blood call to his uh the, the Pharaoh felt Alex's blood call to his own and thus ordered his captured, and now he ordains his death. My question is, how did he not realize there were other mutants? So I guess it must not be mutants that,
1: I don't know. (laughs) Don't overthink it, Adam.
0: He's connected to Alex Summers, I'll buy that, and we don't know why. I'll buy that even, but because he's a mutant, that's just stupid because there's all sorts of mutants.
1: I didn't read this half of the page because every text box is at a crazy angle.
0: <laughs> well, I just explained it for you without turning the page at all.
1: We've got things that aren't even on the same axis. We've got one text box going one way and another text box going the other way. Oh, and it makes it just adds nothing to this panel. I don't understand why they did this. I hate it.
0: Well, the the uh balloons are running at the same angle as the angles of the the uh the drawings
1: i get that but that's stupid <laughs> <laughs> any but 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 not on the next page on the next page the middle panel they're all at a like a 45 degree angle and all of the text is as horizontal the way it's supposed to be so whoever's doing this isn't even consistent
0: well That's an action panel. Oh,
1: okay.
0: That's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
1: So it turns out that this action panel is created by the crack of a blast that feels like 10,000 bolts of lightning. And it's the X-Men who have found the Pharaoh and Alex how?
0: Through the emanations that Jean Grey was searching for. Oh. That's the only explanation.
1: So she found the psychic imprint in Alex's room and then followed it. Is that what you're saying? Yep. That's terrible. That's what I'm saying. Why don't they just do that all the time? Because... They don't need to. (laughs) Because they phoned this issue in just like they phoned in the last (laughs) issue. They're like, we don't even care how the X-Men get to the Pharaoh. Just get the X-Men to the Pharaoh.
0: So now the, the Pharaoh... The Pharaoh was about to kill Alex by the way.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, he was about to stab him. The
0: the the knife gets blasted out of his hand mm-hmm. by Cyclops. Mm-hmm. And then he turns and says, "So there are more who possess the power of the Pharaohs than I had dreamed." So like now he's just realizing, "Oh, there's more than one mutant."
1: My <laughs> gosh theory here. I wish I had
0: picked up a newspaper.
1: <laughs> well, my theory here is that he he was on display in a sarcophagus and it's you know, the right time of year, day, whatever has occurred and, and he has woken up from his slumber and he's like hmm. all of us pharaohs used to be mutants just wanted everybody to know that No. <laughs>
0: Alex Summers just happened to be at the museum that day. He
1: was. He was taking some pictures right before his graduation, and the pharaoh's like, him, he's the only one that can stop me. Get him my minions. That's the only thing I can figure out.
0: I'd also like to know where the museum is in relation to the college.
1: You know what I want to know? What happened to all of the mutants that Mesmero created uh, two issues ago?
0: They're still out there.
1: They're just hanging out like in LA, like, oh, we're all yeah, a bunch they ran of away. Ways. We can combine our powers and do horrible things. They're with Magneto. You think we're gonna get a like that story tied up? How did Magneto come back? Do we ever cover that?
0: No, we never figure that out.
1: Oh, there's just so many loose threads.
0: This is this is getting this is getting intense.
1: I, I'm I'm sure they're gonna wrap all of this up before too long.
0: Not in this issue.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: We don't even get a backstory for the Living Pharaoh.
1: <laughs> the X Men come flying in, and they're they're attacking, uh, and the Living Pharaoh he doesn't skip a beat. He turns around and says, "Attack!" So says the Living Pharaoh, and they they do. Spears come out of nowhere.
0: No, they're, they're, you can see in the panel above that the uh, that servant is throwing, getting ready to throw a spear.
1: No, okay, so servants start throwing spears. Um, Cyclops and Beast dodge. The panels, we get less and less panels as this fight goes on, it seems, to, anyways.
0: Angel does some sort of weird head grab and flips upside down. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Angel's a little bit smaller than the Pharaoh. So the Pharaoh is like a big guy.
1: Yeah. And what's Beast doing in the background? He's like upside down and he's. Almost smaller than the angel? I mean, is this a perspective thing, or what's going on here? He's far away. Somebody's talking about magic. Oh, Pharaoh's talking about fear my magic, and Beast is like, you're not, you don't want magic, you're a mutant, just as we.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool that the Beast can tell the difference between magic and mutant powers, but...
1: Well, that's because Beast is a non-believer.
0: Maybe that's one of his mutant powers.
1: (laughs) You can tell. He's got mutant detection abilities. Uh, So, yeah, the pharaoh, he's swinging angel around, and he's making references to Icarus and suns and stuff. So that's when Iceman swings into action and starts throwing off a bunch of ice chunks to cool him off. I
0: think it's his patented ice boomerang.
1: It's a very big ice boomerang.
0: Well, his ice boomerang typically is very large,
1: <laughs> but this is where Beast says, "Kindly stay out of their altercation, sir. It's a family dispute," and attacks the Pharaoh. What, what is he saying? What does that mean?
0: He's saying he's telling. Who is he? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, if he is, uh... okay, I got it. He's say he's attacking the servant. And he's saying, hey, servant, stay out of this. It's between us and the pharaoh. Nope. And then this isn't, it's this... a family dispute is kind of him being beastly cheesy.
1: Yeah, but this is the pharaoh that he's kicking because it's he's
0: green. No, it's not. It's the servant.
1: No, because he's wearing green. And he's got the, the yellow kilt thing. Beast is attacking the pharaoh.
0: Oh, it's colored differently in the omnibus.
1: Oh, wait a minute. I think it's probably miscolored here because it looks to me like the pharaoh has boots on and this guy has sandals on. But everything else, it's a dead ringer for the pharaoh, so he's not attacking the pharaoh.
0: No, he's okay, the, they recolor the omnibus, and he is oh, okay. clearly attacking his servant.
1: Okay, because here he's colored just like the pharaoh. Okay, you can tell
0: because his his pharaoh uh, cowl has stripes.
1: Yeah, I just figured that. Uh, you know, Arnold Drake wasn't giving us, or Don Heck wasn't giving us his A game when he drew this one.
0: Uh, It's the colorist.
1: Yeah, okay. All right, well, needless to say, somebody made a mistake.
0: Corrected many years later.
1: (laughs) Iceman continues. I'm I'm really
0: surprised that they bothered correcting that.
1: It is weird, the little things that they're like, oh, that's not colored, right? Let's fix that. Yeah. I wonder if they have to recolor everything just because of the three, three or four-color process, the print process or whatever, when they go from this newsprint to the omnibus?
0: I don't know. I guess so.
1: I don't know. Well, anyways, um, Pharaoh is still kind of uh, posturing, uh, but Iceman is attacking, and Marvel Girl is now sending waves that says za, 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 za. So clearly she's trying to make... Za, 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 za. So I think it sounds like that. She's trying to make him hungry <laughs> for, for pizza. Oh, uh,
0: I don't know what she's trying to do, but your powers are not to be demeaned, he responds. Therefore, must I drop this magic amulet?
1: Which apparently is code for a mini smoke bomb, which Iceman Yeah, Iceman Ice doesn't
0: agree with his description of magic either.
1: And so, for some reason, uh, the pharaoh decides to narrate his next actions, which are... Oh, as, as you do. As you do, as if you're a villain in the 60s. Now, while you stumble through the clouds of darkness, I'll press this concealed button, which will release my loyal warriors. So, he's had all of his loyal warriors keep cooped up in all these sarcophaguses, just ready to attack.
0: Mm-hmm. For how long? Oh, hundreds of years.
1: I mean, do they come out and they're like, I'm hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, they're ready to go.
1: <laughs> I got to use the bathroom and uh, immediately go on the attack. But Iceman don't care. He just frees him. Buster, you're looking for an ice cube kimono. Oh, yeah. So says Iceman. Uh, Angel is now fighting with one of the servants who is, I, I mean, Angel's making short work of both of these guys. Although a spear does look like it gets thrown through his wing.
0: To which Angel re- responds, oops!
1: <laughs> I've been pinned. And I don't mean with fraternity pin. Give me a hint. So he's pinned. Oh, wow. I bet you he'll never be able to fly again, and it'll end up in the removal of his wings, and some guy named Apocalypse, who is also from Egypt, will turn him into the archangel.
0: No. No? huh? Because this... this... Angel that feels no pain in his wings.
1: Oh, oh yeah. He just he just pulls that spear right out. He don't care. Yeah, he's
0: like yeah, whatever. It's... That's all my major wing arteries.
1: Yeah, it's a flesh wound. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so he pulls it out, and he's flying now. Uh, on this big splash page here, on page
0: uh, yeah, in which the X 9 uh, Beast, Iceman, and Angel make short work of one, two, three, four, five, six servants.
1: See, is it six, or is it just, like, one servant that's being flipped around? I I think it's six Mm -hmm. servants. I mean, I think they're just handily taking care of these guys.
0: Yeah, I think it's six.
1: Iceman's got two of them on ice and one big ice blob. Once again, I'd like to point out that Iceman continues to murder unchecked.
0: (laughs) So now it's down to Cyclops and the Pharaoh. Mm Mm-hmm by the way is that this guy's name the pharaoh
1: the living pharaoh
0: hmm okay
1: <laughs> not just the pharaoh or pharaoh but the living pharaoh
0: was he the, was he always the living pharaoh back in the days of egypt was he the living pharaoh or was he just then the pharaoh
1: uh, he was i he was just the alive pharaoh now he's <laughs> i don't know <clears throat> uh so now it's yes the living pharaoh versus cyclops and um Cyclops' eye blasters
0: versus the pharaoh's fist fire.
1: He's starting to weaken a little bit. Uh, Marvel Girl decides to strike a very sexy pose and make <laughs> sure that we can see how skinny her waist is and how large her bust is and says that she will use her mental waves. And then she strikes an even sexier pose and continues to fire off mental waves.
0: I want to know, what happened to her leg in the upper panel?
1: Oh, well, she's doing a very tricky kick.
0: <laughs> she's like holding her leg with her arm <laughs> She's up in the air for some reason.
1: Yeah, she's doing like a um, ballerina routine. <laughs> she's like, I'm so good at this mental telepathy thing, I can practice my ballerina stuff too. But the living pharaoh will have none of it. He'll send a wall of sound at her. And and Cyclops. It
0: goes Ree! and um takes all the X-Men uh for a loop. They all kind of stop what they're doing, get shaken up a little bit, and all the servants start to escape.
1: Um yeah, this turns out to be a very um effective escape plan I don't know why he just doesn't go with it to stop the X-Men overall but but he doesn't
0: so all the servants run away and Iceman says uh, they're getting away and Cyclops says we'll get them chum but first I'm going to burn those chains off my brother's wrists which he does to which Alex responds brother did you say brother I mean, like,
1: wow. I mean, like, wow, man. That's totally (laughs) freaky far out. Want to party?
0: At which point the X-Men do not go after the servants. Well, Beast decides that the rest of the X-Men are going to leave Cyclops and Alex alone. And I guess they just forget about
1: the servants. Yeah, servants? What servants? You guys need some time to talk, I think. And so Ice Cyclops agrees, and the X-Men leave. Uh, Alex knows exactly what's going on, but Ice or Cyclops is feeling a little bit of uh, shyness or hesitation in telling his brother what the story is.
0: (laughs) Suddenly I'm shy about this.
1: Oh, what's the matter? You're afraid I'm going to be ashamed of being the kid brother of the leader of the X-Men? Cyclops or Scott, you're still the greatest... It's a sentiment that will live all throughout the X-Men's history. Alex will always love Cyclops.
0: Always and forever. And his wife. I mean, what?
1: (laughs) What? Did you hear something? Yes, a rustling like a robe. But from where? Got to find out who.
0: Well, it turns out it's the Pharaoh and he's on top of them.
1: Yeah, how'd that happen? Does he have teleportation skills as well? You are too late, man of burning
0: eyes, for <laughs> I have returned unnoticed. <laughs> and now I bring down upon you the curse of the Pharaoh's eyes.
1: Yep, none can escape the darkness they bring. And apparently it's a, a hypnotic gem and they are both blacked blacking out.
0: We then cut to where we started the issue with Cyclops waking up and two guards talking about how he murdered somebody.
1: I still never thought I'd see the day when I'd have to arrest an X-Man for murder. Oh, but he also says before that, we never trusted you crazy costume mutants.
0: Well, of course not. Yeah. Hated and feared.
1: Uh, And he's like, "What murder. And then we find out that it's the guy who called himself the Pharaoh. He's as dead as they come. And you lie in there pretending to be knocked out.
0: Which is pretty, uh, there's a big assumption by the part of the card.
1: Well, there's a no. Num- Why would
0: Cyclops be lying there pretending to be knocked
1: out? Uh, I don't know. So he'll just pretend to be knocked out. So that he won't catch the blame for killing this villainous Pharaoh person? I mean, he's just, a, well, Okay.
0: It's ridiculous for the guy to assume that he's not knocked out and that he just killed him.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is dumb. Well, he does say that he's not breathing and that he's dead. He's as dead as they come. So um, I think to normal senses, the pharaoh is dead.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's dead, but that's no reason to believe that Cyclops, A, murdered him, and B, was faking being knocked out.
1: Oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. This is a, a horrible assumption for this guy to make. Um, That's all I'm saying So Cyclops jumps to the uh, Since everybody's jumping to conclusions Cyclops jumps to his own conclusion Which is that Alex isn't here So he must have killed the pharaoh And then he ran away So he needs my help <laughs> Which is yeah,
0: yeah, pretty big stupid assumption
1: So he uh, takes out the two guards He just basically punches a couple of them and, and then off he goes to go rescue his brother Blast their guns out of their hands yeah, are these cops or are these guards? I think they're actually cops. I think they're museum guards. I'm not sure, because it says, um, he got away. How's it going to look on the report, him over the power and the two of us?
0: Well, they got to file a report.
1: I suppose. Um, so they're wherever they are, and uh, Marvel Girl has put on a go-go dress since we last saw her. Uh, I kind of say, yeah. uh, Don Heck really enjoys drawing Marvel Girl, or certainly drawing her features. <laughs> I don't
0: believe it. I just I won't. won't. Believe it. I just won't. What we believe doesn't matter.
1: Listen, Listen. <laughs> Angel Cause says, because the radio's always right. <laughs> Angel says, progressively louder. <laughs> yeah. This, thus, the fugitive Cyclops is being hunted for two crimes: the brutal murder of the man called the Pharaoh, and assaulting the policeman.
0: So they are policemen.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, do they do this like whenever, like, the Fantastic Four attack Doctor Doom? Or they're like, oh, Fantastic Four wanted for trying to attempt to kill the Doctor Doom. I mean, they're literally calling a man called the Pharaoh in a world where Galactus exists. Aren't they kind of like, "Yeah, some dude named the Pharaoh down at the museum. Just another day in New York. The X-Men. And this, the Fantastic
0: Four, use the Universal Nullifier to take on Galactus. <laughs> Who will win the
1: day? Exactly. I can't believe they're making a big issue out of this, but they've de- <laughs> they've deployed helicopters and they're like, we gotta find him. Uh the only thing that we need to do is find that man. And I gotta say that in this panel. We have one balloon at a horizontal orientation and another one at an angle. Why is that other one at an angle?
0: Uh, The other one is swooping in with the angle of the the lines underneath the helicopter.
1: I understand that, but then why isn't the other text balloon that's above it that's coming out of the helicopter also at that same angle?
0: Because the guy who's doing that text balloon is leaning.
1: (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) all right so anyways um cyclops makes his ways down into some natural tunnels which must be the headquarters and alex must have discovered them uh, well wait
0: if cyclops went underground then why is there a helicopter searching for cyclops
1: no they don't know that it must
0: be like a team of policemen going searching the museum
1: Adam, who even knows where these underground catacombs are? It doesn't say.
0: <laughs> they gotta be near the museum. They gotta be.
1: It does say these natural tunnels underneath under the pharaohs' headquarters. So the museum is the pharaohs' <laughs> headquarters. Yeah, <laughs> how does he conceal that? <laughs> oh, I just get into my sarcophagus during the day, and uh, people look at me, and then that Maybe night I come. It wasn't the
0: museum this whole time, and we just assumed it was a museum because it had police guards or, uh, uh, you know, uh, night watchmen. But apparently, they the the guys were just policemen who happened to come across the pharaoh's headquarters. I have no idea.
1: Anyhow, Cyclops makes his way through and he's like, oh, Alex is probably panicked. I just got to find him. Uh, There's a light ahead. It must be Al. No, it's the Pharaoh. I guess he's not the living Pharaoh yet. I think he's just the Pharaoh.
0: Well, no, he said earlier he was the living Pharaoh.
1: Oh, okay. But it can't be. You're dead. I saw your body and they even claim I killed you.
0: Let me assure you. I am very much alive, for I am a direct descendant of the Immortal Ones. Pharaohs have 10,000 lives. We have more lives than Doctor Who. Yeah. But you have only one. And it's about to end, my friend. Next. The secret of Cyclops' brother. I thought the secret of Cyclops' brother was that he had a brother.
1: Yeah, and I thought that his secret power was that of athletic prowess and precognition, much like Spider-Man's Spidey sense. So what else is there to talk about? I guess he's got a secret. Okay.
0: I suspect not even Alex knows his secret.
1: I suspect, Adam, that you are correct. Now let's turn the page to, I guess, not the final origin because we still have Marvel Girl to do yet, don't we?
0: Yeah, I guess we kind of do. I mean, Marvel Girl first appeared in issue one, so that was her like, that was the, that was when she joined the the team. Oh, so I guess we don't, I don't, we don't ever learn how the professor found Marvel Girl, but that doesn't sound like a very exciting story.
1: Oh, Adam,
0: I was reading the paper and I came across this girl, <laughs> so I started stalking her.
1: Marvel Girls, an origin that gets retconned at least two or three times. Okay. I'm just curious if they do another five-parter like they do with the other X-Men. Uh, you know, like, I'm a little girl, and I can lift things with my mind. The end. <laughs>
0: <Hey>! <laughs> this tale is called The Million Dollar Angel.
1: It's edited by Stan Lee, written by Arnold Drake, drawn by Werner Roth, inked by Vinnie Coletta, lettered by Artie Simic. So we've got our credits out of the way. Angel has a natural uh, ability to climb, and he loves heights. So he's always climbing around in trees or on top of the roof or other high elements.
0: And his parents are freaking out at his latest antics of being inside a tree, where he's <laughs> discovered that a bird is collecting uh, his father's missing golf balls.
1: I love that. Like this is how rich people are portrayed in a single splash panel. On the left panel, you've got a lady in a red jumpsuit, kind of, well, I guess two-piece suit or whatever, laying out on her um, lawn chair reading a book. And then the other side, you have her father in a suit uh, playing golf. Yes, I don't, where is he playing golf? <laughs> There's just like one hole, and he just keeps shooting in and out, into it. And apparently he, he's using his putter and somehow getting balls directly into the nest. No, I guess the bird is uh, collecting the balls and putting them in yeah. the nest. They must
0: have thought they were eggs. Some joke, huh?
1: <laughs>
0: and then a giant bird comes by and knocks uh, Warren out of the tree.
1: Ah, uh, he says he's falling. But don't worry, Mom. I grabbed onto the branch. Oh, but it broke, and here I go. Come to think of it, I was up pretty high. And he lands in
0: the pool.
1: Yes, but as he's falling, he has the wherewithal to be like, luckily, our new $20,000 swimming pool was right below, and it was worth every blub, blub, blub. <laughs> all tucked
0: lo- all the way down. That's
1: a hell of a fall <laughs> if you're able to say all of those words as you're falling. And I love that he decided to include the price tag. Do you think he does <laughs> that about everything? He's like, hey, I'm walking around in my $500 shoes.
0: Hey, that's a nice hundred and twenty-dollar golf club you got there, Dad.
1: <laughs> well, thanks, son. Uh, those are those are. That's a nice uh, fifty-dollar shirt you're wearing there.
0: <laughs> hey, Mom, how's that ten ninety-five bestseller you got?
1: <laughs> Mom, are we going to have another two hundred-dollar turkey dinner? Yes, Warren. So the butler is a very cliched buffler. He says, "Beg pardon, master." but it might take some time to dry these dogs' togs. However, you have little need of them for the present. Apparently, he has been grounded because of his antics.
0: And this isn't the first time. Mm -hmm. Holy Mm -hmm. no. He's been grounded a lot. Last week, he was using the roof for a sliding pond, whatever that means. (laughs) Yesterday, he chinned himself on the TV antenna I can't imagine how he did that.
1: (laughs) He must have run into it. And now this, isn't there anything we can do? Well, besides nailing him into a steel-ribbed trunk, hmm, how about a good private school with a nice high fence? That's the solution to all of rich people's problems. Send them to boarding school. (laughs) With fences. Put them behind fences. Well, it turns out, just like our friend Alex in the previous tale... Uh, because of he's a mutant, he's very good at sports and excels at games like soccer. He's number one and he gets down pull, he pulls down top marks, so he's a straight a student
0: and best yet he's got the biggest shoulder blades in the world. yeah laugh the other kids
1: get a load of them
0: i don't his shoulder blades don't look that big in this picture, but
1: well, I think they're trying to indicate that like he's got some wings getting ready to pop out.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. It's just not a very good drawing of that.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you know? Where do you suppose these came from? Angel wakes up one night uh, with a large feather in his bed.
0: It's too big to be from my pillow, and the mattress is foam rubber. And it only costs
1: $50. <laughs> Matter of fact, this thing looks big enough to be off of an eagle or a vulture or. Whoa, 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 wings? I've got wings? Now you look at these little itty bitty wings on his back and they don't match the size of the feather he plucked out of his bed, but eh, whatever. <laughs> he realizes very early on what, what would the likely reality is is if he told anybody he would probably be turned over to a science lab to be, you know, tested on like a guinea pig.
0: Thank heaven they're so small and so useless.
1: So it's at this point that Warren makes a campaign to get everybody to hate him so that he can be, I don't know, shunned and ostracized by everybody else, which works, and he is given his own private dormitory. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, is that all it takes?
0: So now his wings are gigantic.
1: They're getting big. It sure does make me something special. Yeah. But
0: lonely and miserable.
1: Especially lonely. I got to stop kidding myself. I'm a freak.
0: And then he smells smoke and he grabs some clothes. He throws the clothes out the window. He jumps out the window.
1: I have a question here. So he does all of that and then he says uh, um but clothes don't uh I, but clothes don't have any bones in them. And I do. Okay, Bones, hang loose, because here we go. So he's like three stories up, and his plan is to jump out. hmm And not— He's use... got no choice.
0: Building's on fire. It's either that or burn alive.
1: Oh, I guess you're right. His building's on fire. Okay, so he jumps out, and, but, and then this is when he realizes that his wings slow his fall. And not only that, when he moves them, he can fly.
0: I find it hard to believe that he hasn't explored this avenue before, but
1: whatever. No kidding. You got wings? Aren't you, like, sitting in your own private dorm? Like, I'm going to flap these things and see what (laughs) happens. Oh, hey. I got some lift off. Yeah. But anyways, so he gets the clothes, and he's like, I got to find a rope to save everybody else, uh, but I can't let anybody see me. Oh, the heck with my pride. I'll save him anyways. Uh, But first I'm going to stop off at the theater storeroom to find some rope. (laughs) Uh, it's the only place they have rope clearly it's the Uh, nearest place Yeah. oh but you know what I can grab a wig and this gown and I will be an angel
0: and I'm going to punch holes in the back of the night night nightshirt so that my wings fit through them (laughs) I didn't even think about that
1: so there he (laughs) is like ripping holes in the back of this gown and his friends are burning alive (laughs) All I smell is burning flesh. Why won't somebody help us? Ah, just a moment, just a moment. Gotta get these holes. I gotta in my get gut. these wings through. <laughs> Boy, these wings are a pain. And then I have to
0: sew the holes back up so they go directly around the small part of the wings.
1: <laughs> and so he flies up, and uh, amazingly enough, not everybody has burnt up. So he rescues them. And they all say, oh, I can't believe what we're seeing. It's an angel. Can you believe it? I don't care if he's real, as long as that rope is real.
0: And then he flies away. Mm-hmm. And uh, some school teachers, everybody's accepted, uh, checked in except for Warren. Anybody see him? He's over here, Headmaster. Only he missed all the fun. We, Our building's burning down.
1: <laughs> They're all very happy about this. You sure did. We got ourselves sailed by a real live angel. How nice!
0: And did Peter Rabbit and Chicken, Chicken Licken,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chicken Licken?
0: I was about to say Chicken Little, but it's Chicken Licken. Yeah. Did Peter Rabbit and Chicken Licken come to your party too?
1: Okay, Mister Wiseacre of 1963. We have another date. It's locked in history. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know. They, they so seldom name dates in comic books you got to point it out when they do so it's 1963 oh. uh don't believe us but there is a fabulous character with wings flying around here and we're going to find out who it is next dish where angels dare to tread and how uh point out at the end of the letters section the the next teaser actually lines up with the next tale it says, The Secret of Cyclops' Brother, rather than having an alternate title for the issue, as we have seen in the past. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> I bet you didn't notice that. I... Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're getting their act together.
1: Yeah, finally. Somebody's cleaning a house over at Marvel. It only took them 53 issues. So, uh, there you go, everybody. That's uh, That is the origin of... Uh, or the first appearance of Alex Summers. Exciting, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was thrilled.
1: Not a whole lot of feedback come our way since we were last out there, but we do have a few more likes on Facebook. Always like to see those. I think we're up to 62, which is kind of a cool number to have.
0: Yeah, why don't we say in in a couple episodes we will read the the names of all the Facebook people minus the names of the Facebook people that we read last time.
1: There you go, everybody. If you missed it the first time around and you want to be part of Danger Room Legacy, get your like on there. I don't Can you say that? Get your like on? <laughs> get your like on. <laughs> go on to Facebook and click the like button on the it was facebook.com forward slash Danger Room Podcast and uh, we will read your name. That's right. Uh, it's a, this is issue. This is episode fifty-seven. So we'll do it on the sixtieth episode. How's that? This sound? is episode
0: fifty-eight, Jeremy.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, fine. We'll do it on the sixtieth episode. So that gives you the, two weeks. Uh, episode sixty, you can look forward for that uh, to that. So so get so get yourself uh, out to Facebook and uh, do that thing, and you will hear your name said by us.
0: Get your like on. Get your like <laughs> on. Do 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 do.
1: Yes, it seems like it should be in the background of a monster uh, uh, commercial. <laughs> Get your light on. Uh, you can email us at uh, dangerroom at redcapproductions com. You can visit dangerroom,
0: dangerroom, dangerroom.
1: You can visit us at redcapproductionscom com forward slash dangerroom, and you can go visit our Twitter feed at Room go. Uh, and, and we are still looking for somebody to do our tweets because we. Don't need. We don't know how to. We could use some help in that arena. <laughs> and uh, tweet for us. Tweet for us. Tweet for us. <laughs> there was a uh, there was a brief shining moment uh, a few months back where we seemed to be getting a nice piece of feedback on iTunes about once a month, and uh, that's dried up. So we'd love it. Uh, if you would uh, pop on out there, give us a nice five star rating and uh, say a couple of nice words about us. Uh, you don't have to, but it would be nice.
0: Five star rating, five star rating, <laughs> five star
1: rating. And that's it, isn't it? That's that's about the only way you can get a hold of us. Those those five different vehicles. Mhm. All right. That's a fact, man. Well, uh, until next time, the danger room is closed.